Welcome to the Sunset Community Church podcast. You're listening to sermon audio from our Sunday morning services. For more information about Sunset Community Church, visit us online at sunsetcommunity.church. Praise God. Praise God. You know, it's funny. I don't know about you guys, but when, uh, when I first came to Christ, I was so eager to tell everyone about Christ. But I swear, the more that I stayed in it, for some reason, I started to step back from that. Right? I don't know what it is. And I believe some of us is in that state, too. I don't think I'm all alone. But let us dive into this message this morning that the Lord has been speaking to me, sharing with me, shepherding me with, to give to his body. To his body. We're back into the book of Mark as we took a hiatus, as we've been talking about what it looks like for be, to be on mission for God. And specifically, specifically just, just really just, I think one of the key things I really got from it was, was how God is a mission, a missionary God. But as we go back into this book of Mark, this fast episode moving book, I want to share from Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. And again, what I've been seeing through this text, the word that I really sense the Lord is leading us is that he wants to shepherd his people. He wants to shepherd you. Yes, you. The flock, the sheep. As I thought about this thing of sheep, I began to uh, um, 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 learn more about the sheep. And one thing I've learned about the sheep is the sheep is reliant on the shepherd. They are reliant that the shepherd lead them to pasture so that they may eat. In fact, if you let them, if they're not being led, they may walk off a cliff. And while they're probably not the dumbest animal, but pretty dumb, should I say, they are reliant on the shepherd for their well-being. And while many may not put themselves in this same category, God saw it fit to really give it to us and connect us in liking of a sheep and a shepherd. Him being the shepherd, us being the sheep, reliant on him. We see in Psalm 23, it talks about the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Isaiah 53, 6, it says, all we like sheep have gone astray, us here. And in Matthew 10, 16, it says, behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And there are more. The shepherd and metaphor, the shepherd and sheep metaphor is used throughout scripture often. So today, as we look at chapter 6, verses 30 through 44, I want us to look at how the shepherd is caring for this flock. 
And as I looked at this, at first I thought that, man, the main piece of this is what God done. But he began to say, no, it's not about the gift. It's about the giver and who I am. It's, it's about the shepherd. As we look at this miraculous thing of feeding the 5,000. If you remember about a month ago, Pastor Andrew led us through the first, the latter part of verse 6, I mean chapter 6. And what happened was, as we're finna set the context for what's finna go forth in chapter, uh, verses 30. But what happened before here uh, was that Jesus was sending, sent, sent out the 12 disciples. But he gave them power and authority. Why? To do his work. He's now duplicating himself and calling his disciples to go after him. As we go after him, we live on his mission. He sent them out with instructions. They was to go here and go there. But one thing that I really caught from that is he said, don't take nothing with you. Why? Because he will provide. And then what we see in verse 14 was the story almost shift, shifted to John the Baptist. There was this king by the name of Herod who actually had John the Baptist beheaded. And they see the work that is happening within the villages and the um, community to where King Herod actually said, man, is this John the Baptist back alive? Lunatic, frantic, he's going crazy. But John the Baptist was beheaded. Why? Because he was calling people to repent, the very mission that Jesus is calling the disciples to. He spoke against um, the lifestyle of King Herod as he was sleeping with his brother's wife. And word got back, and John's disciples came and took his body and laid it in a tomb because he is now gone. And then now we're finna shift back to these disciples. So as we've been walking through the book, we have been asking ourselves three questions, right? The first question is, who is Jesus? And again, I'm making my point today that Jesus is the shepherd of the world. The world. And the next question is, how do we follow him today? Reliant. And the third one we've been asking ourselves is, what are we inviting people into? The shepherd the shepherd. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, help me to decrease, Lord, so that you may increase. Father, we are yours. So, Father, you feed us what we need, as you always do. Give us understanding, Lord, 
so that we may live according to your ways, but then also that we may have life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. So verse 30 is where we land. And it says that the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going, they did not even have a chance to eat. And he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. The shepherd provides rest. This has become the norm for the disciples. In chapter 3, which was actually the last time I got to teach, we talked about how when Jesus entered into a house and the crowd gathered them and they were not able to eat. But this time, I believe that this was a larger crowd because later on we see it was uh, 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 5,000 people that gathered later on as they crossed the sea. But why is this? Why is the crowd larger? It is connected back to um, Jesus sending out the 12. Because he has duplicated himself, they have been able to be in this village, in this village, in this village, and the crowd is growing. And as they arrive from this journey, from this mission, They probably thought that they were going to get some rest. But one thing we see here in the text is also they was hungry to see Jesus. Because it says that the apostles gathered around Jesus, right, to give them a report of all that they done and taught. So they're looking to give Jesus a report, but also in this, in this back, back, um, back part of this, we know that King Herod is running wild. Then because so many people were coming and going, they did not have a chance to eat. Come with me and get some rest. If you know me, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be as open. And I had to tell God this, Lord, I don't like to get away. I'm so caught up in what is going on right and left. And this is where Jesus began to 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 share with me. He says, no, while 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 mission is important, rest is just as important. But this rest didn't come away from Jesus. It came with Jesus. And sometimes for me, I run myself so rough that I find myself under a state of depression. And then I find myself sometimes just binge watching shows because I'm so tired, so lost, so, so out of there. Because I'm trying to find rest without the one who gives rest. What does your rest look like? Is it scrolling social media? 
or is it communing with the Father? So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. A solitary place is a place that is not seen or visited by many people. A place that probably don't nobody want to go to. Jesus said, come with me there. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from, from all the towns and got there ahead of them. That is crazy. <laughs> but one thing I recognize is these people were desperate. They seen something about Jesus that they've never seen before. They knew that there was no other way but to, to Jesus, and by any means necessary, they had to get there. And they ran on foot from the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. Say compassion on them, church. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd, so he began teaching them many things. Compassion, to have pity on one, to give a, 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 a compassion is built up from the heart. To understand, to know the struggles of one and, 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 and is to have um, compassion, but then also to act on it is a sense of compassion. But he said that they were like sheep without a shepherd. See, Jesus here couldn't deny himself. He is the shepherd. And that's where I'm really, that's where this kind of came home with me. Because Jesus, uh, uh, um, what he began to tell me was, because of who I am as 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 the shepherd, as one who loves, he don't love, he is love. It's his attribute. He can't, he can't turn away from that. And he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. The state of the world was in desperate need. And Jesus steps on the scene to say, here I am, the shepherd of the world. But he set it up earlier, which we finna look at in Ezekiel, that the people of Israel supposed to be caring for the flock. But they left their posts. So let's dig in that a little bit. But before we get there, we're going to read verses 11 through 16. But I want to set this up a little bit as the, uh, uh, as the Spirit of the Lord came upon um, Ezekiel, leading him to prophesy to the children of Israel, there was a few things that happened. Ezekiel said, woe to you who only take care of yourselves. 
the shepherds that was of Israel have been taking care of themselves instead of taking care of others. Their responsibility was to strengthen the weak and heal the sick. And because they have ruled harshly, the sheep has scattered. Jesus is getting ready to fulfill this promise that he said long ago, which we're finna read now in Ezekiel 34, verse 11. So while man failed, Jesus said, here I come. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. I say, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them into the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel in the ravines and in the settlements in the land. I will tend them in a good pasture. And the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lay down, declares the sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. So again, Jesus, the shepherd, cannot deny himself. So when Jesus sees these people in Mark, it is time for this prophecy to be fulfilled. Healing, direction, hope. He showed compassion because he is a compassionate shepherd. Let us keep moving. Because while Jesus was looking to shepherd the flock, the disciples had another plan. It says, by this time, it was late in the day. So his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it is already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat, they said to him. That will take more than a half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have, he asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. While there is no details of what the disciples have been doing since they arrived on the boat, there was a clue here that began to st um, stand out to me. And the clue was 
they came to him. Which means that Jesus was probably over here and they were over there. But they came to Jesus not with hands open, but with a plan. A plan to send the people away. It is getting late. As if Jesus doesn't know the day and the time that he created. As Jesus didn't know that there was a need for food. See, Jesus knew that the crowd was going to follow him because he knows all things from beginning to end. Jesus had a different plan. His plan was not to only meet the spiritual needs of these people, but also to meet the physical needs of these people. Jesus is getting ready to display all that we need is in who? In him. What is impossible with man is possible with God. And while he is the provider, he chooses for us to be the distributor to what he provides. In verse 38, it says he told them to go and see and they found five loaves of bread and two fish. And he ordered them to get in groups of hundreds and fifties and to sit down. You can just imagine 5,000 people. It's crazy, probably. But the thing I recognize is when Jesus had them gather and sit down, it put everyone at a level playing field. Just like me and you. We are all in need. They went from giving out instructions, which is the disciples, to telling them to go, to now being obedient to God. Seeing how many fish there was, seeing how many loaves there is, having the crowd to sit down. A miracle is about to happen. But as I looked at this also in the book of John, John called this same story a sign. A sign. See, in the wilderness long, a long time ago, the children of Israel were fed miraculously, miraculously as they were on their journey to the promised land, led by Moses. They ate manna that fell from the sky. And Jesus here looks up to give thanks. And the bread and the fish begin to multiply. See, this group of 5,000 people are actually majority children of Israel. They should have known what was going on. And matter of fact, some of them did know what was going on because also in the book of John, after this feeding, 
they begin to say that Jesus is the king. Another fulfillment, because Deuteronomy 8.18 says that there is someone who will come. Moses said that there is someone that will come like me, a prophet. And here it is. It is Jesus. The feeding of the five thousand is an example of what God can do. But what struck me is I can read what God can do and find myself in anxiety when I need him to do something for me. Jesus, the shepherd, he wants to care for you. He wants to satisfy your every need. It said here in the text that not only that he fed the 5,000, but there was also Loaves, 12 loaves left over, all from two fish and five loaves of bread. The shepherd is desiring to guide us, church. When we look at the state of the world, the Bible says that it's not going to get any better because the last days are near. But who will we put our faith in? Remember, we are sheep. We can't go on it by ourselves. See, for the last few weeks, four weeks, we've been going through uh, uh, this lesson with our young men in our youth group, and what it's been talking about is this, this uh, uh, um, we're teaching young men about what does it mean to be a man in Christ. And we've been talking about love and forgiveness. But there's this one young man that continues to uh, uh, open up my heart, continue to 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 connect with my heart to where I can't help but to show compassion. But then the next minute, he's giving me trouble. <laughs> but there was one thing that he said that truly shook me. He said that if y'all was not doing this, I will not learn how to be a man. Why? Because his father has died. And then last week, as we're talking about forgiveness, we asked all the kids, who is one person can you start with that, that you can start with today to forgive? 
And this young man shared, this same young man who, who lost his father said that, I want to forgive the person who murdered my mom. Sad. Life is hard. Trauma. But guess what? God has placed us here to help shepherd this young man. Would we have compassion? Would we have compassion and allow the Lord to shepherd the flock? Because again, in the latter part of 34, he set up shepherds to shepherd the flock. And just to be clear, I know that the role of the pastor is to shepherd the flock. But he still calls us to shepherd others. There's no way in the world that Andrew can shepherd all of us. And God knew that. And he called you to shepherd the flock, to shepherd the world. Just as he sent out the 12, he's sending us out. Not just to teach, but to do as it was uh, uh, um, coupled with both things, do and done and taught. They begin to give a report on what was done and taught. But church, what does it look like for us to be living underneath the head shepherd, Jesus? The shepherd, if you don't catch nothing today, the shepherd wants to care for you. Miracles. My life is a miracle. I cannot understand why this God is so good to me. Aaron shook me when he, when he played that good, good father. That song continues to shake me to my core. Because God is a good, good father. But taste and see that the Lord is good. So what does it look like? It looked like for us to see everyone to your right and left. Aaron, can you come up with the music, please? But as we're closing, I have a challenge for us. Because again, the, 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 the key thing he was pushing to me was we need to be shepherd. Remember in, 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 in the book of, uh, um, um, I believe it was Exodus, but in the Old Testament, don't quote me yet, but in the old, it was Exodus. In the Old Testament, when Moses left to go see God and the people were left by themselves, what happened? They began to make idols 
after God has done everything that he's done, they begin to make idols. And sometimes I look at that text and I say, man, these guys are crazy. But here it is. That is us. That is us when we live life without the shepherd. So before we sing this song, I want us to look to the person to your right or left, however you do it. It's a challenge. And I want us to ask one thing that we can pray for one another. Because this is not about a one person. This is about us, the body. Are you willing to give your gift, your five loaves and two fish so that others can be blessed? So that others may have life, but also for others may see who Jesus is. You've been listening to sermon audio from Sunset Community Church. Sunset Community Church is located in Renton, Washington. For more information, visit our website at sunsetcommunity.church.